Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hey there, Edwin. Hey, Andrew. Buddy, it is May the 1st. Can you believe it? 2023. It's fantastic. 050123. That's what's on the equipment. That's exactly right. And so we're kicking off a new day, new month, new week. New psalm, yeah. New psalm. Yeah, and so we're going to Psalm 88. Uh, we're going to be reading this one. Uh, this one is full of imagery of darkness. And despondency. And death. <laughs> yeah, and despair. And uh, and so, you know, let's let's settle in and read this because there's some some good teaching that's gonna speak to speak to people in, in places of difficulty. Psalm eighty eight. I'm gonna read from the English Standard Version. A song, a psalm of the sons of Korah, to the choir master, according to Mahalath Leonath, a mascal of Heman the Ezraite. O Lord, God of my salvation, I cry out day and night before you. Let my prayer come before you. Incline your ear to my cry. For my soul is full of troubles, and my life draws near to Sheol. I am counted among those who go down to the pit. I am like a man who has no strength, like one set loose among the dead, like the slain that lie in the grave, like those whom you remember no more, for they are cut off from your hand. You have put me in the depths of the pit, in the regions dark and deep. Your wrath lies heavy upon me, and you overwhelm me with all your waves." You have caused my companions to shun me. You have made me a horror to them. I'm shut in so that I cannot escape. My eye grows dim through sorrow. Every day I call upon you, O Lord. I spread out my hands to you. Do you work wonders for the dead? Do the departed rise up to praise you? Is your steadfast love declared in the grave or your faithfulness in Abaddon? Are your wonders known in the darkness or your righteousness in the land of forgetfulness? But I, O Lord, cry to you. In the morning my prayer comes before you. O Lord, why do you cast my soul away? Why do you hide your face from me? Afflicted and close to death from my youth up, I suffer your terrors. I am helpless. Your wrath has swept over me. Your dreadful assaults destroy me. They surround me like a flood all day long. They close in on me together. You have caused my beloved and my friend to shun me. My companions have become darkness. Wow. Wow. Uh, well, just a psalm written from the depths. I mean, as you're reading it again, I'm thinking, where can the light come in yeah. to this psalm? Uh, all these metaphors for death, about the pit, and, and what death would surely be like, you know, the, the place of forgetfulness, and who's going to praise God. No friends are around, no loved ones are around, and then darkness, darkness. It seems to me that our author is dying. Verse 3, my soul is full of troubles. My life draws near to Sheol. Mm. But not only is he close to dying, he is being treated as if he is already dead. Okay. Or he, he has that feeling. It's 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 almost like the, the idiom we would use today about one foot in the grave. Mm-hmm. Here is a fellow with one foot in the grave. He says, I, I'm already counted among those who go down to the pit. I got no strength. It's like I. It's like I've already been set loose among the dead, and I'm. I've been slain, and I'm lying in the grave. Uh, yeah. Well, and to speak to that about about one foot in the grave and being so close to death, I, I also kind of get the picture here of one who's maybe outlived 
everyone that he knows. Well, I I was actually thinking about that. I, I know I've read from some where they're like, oh, this is a guy who's being cut down in his prime. But but there is the part where he says that he has been close to death from his youth up, mm-hmm. which to me does sound like someone who is aged and really does fit that imagery of the person either who has outlived their friends or who because of their health and maybe, you know, well, they're sick and they're a drain on our time. And so we're going to try to figure yeah. out how not to be around left them. alone by their yeah, friends. left alone by friends and family because of the the suffering that they have and they endure and and how people around them. I mean, that's 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 where folks end up. Well, and I thought about the loved loved one, too. I, you know, and I'm not sure if that's I'm looking at verse, uh, I guess, 18. 18 yeah. Loved one or maybe beloved. Someone. Beloved is how you translate. Mm-hmm. I think we read another translation that said lover. lover. Yeah, yeah. So I, and, you know, I think about someone that's perhaps outlived a spouse as mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. Uh, or their or their spouse has left them for some reason. And so here, here is the one who is isolated them from from friends and from lovers, perhaps from youth. Now, a lot of this, though, Edwin, is not being spoken of like, uh, and and such is the course of life. Uh, you know, the way Solomon kind of talks about aging and death, yeah. which, again, beautiful imagery at the end of Ecclesiastes and the suddenness of death and all that. But this is a, a lot on, and you, God, have done this to me, or you, God, have brought me here, which with Solomon and Ecclesiastes, it's, it's more like, well, that's kind of the way it this is, is the way under life the works. sun. Yeah. And it's vanity, and that's how it is under the sun. But with this one, it's a lot more personal Directed to God. Yes. And and the why. Why have you done this? I, I noticed that in verse 14. Lord, why do you cast my soul away? Why do you hide your face from mm-hmm. me? The psalmist, mm-hmm. whatever whatever human is going through right now, he doesn't understand. Yeah. He, he sees it as God bestowing anger upon him, punishment, and he's not sure why. Why have you done this? In fact, as I was reading this again, and I've studied this psalm before, trying to make heads or tails of it and, and what we can learn from it, this to me is is up mm-hmm. there among the most difficult to apply to us today, to yeah. figure out exactly how we use this, what should we learn from this one, and how should we bring it into our lives? Yeah. And is, is there a place for this psalm even in our own corporate worship or private worship? You know, that's wow. that's the struggle in recognizing that um, I, we, we can learn some things about that. But well, here's a person. I'm, I'm I was just, if I could speak to that, you know, the, the idea of, of having this in corporate worship, I could think of that a lot of uh, song leaders would be a little concerned about taking this text yeah. and saying, let's, let's sing this one. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we've commented from uh, time to time on Psalms. It does; they do cover the whole spectrum of life, right? And I have had conversations with folks, and I'm sure you have too. And they will confide and say, "Look, I'm, I'm really blue. I'm really down. I'm concerned about a friend, and some of the things they're saying sound despondent, despairing, yeah, perhaps even suicidal. Mm. And here is a Psalm that I think what I identify with that type of right just dark perspective right as as we consider that dark perspective this is this is job i, okay. I don't i don't, yeah, mean, I I don't mean that job wrote this no. but i mean that when you know the story of job this is this is the place where job ends up yes uh, or not where he ends up no, but, but, I, but but as, by, as by he's like going through his suffering three. yeah <laughs> as he's going through his suffering as he's going through the turmoil and the trauma 
his, his beloved has has essentially emotionally abandoned him. Right. His children have been taken from him. And then his friends come and they essentially attack him yeah. verbally and spiritually. The thing is, is what we always say about Job is Job didn't know why that happened, but we do because we get to see the first two chapters. Sure, sure. We get to see this conversation between the devil and the accuser and God. Yeah. Well, in Psalm 88, we don't know why it is either. We're, no. we're, this is like Job, and we're in Job's life, or whoever this is, and we don't know why it's happened either. Was was this another wager between God and the devil? Here's Heman, and yeah. and the devil says, I, "I I bet I can get Heman to turn." Or has Heman has Heman committed a sin, and this really is God's wrath? Or is this another? Is this an issue of James one? Count it all joy because you're lacking something, and I'm allowing you to go through the suffering so that you can learn and grow. We he doesn't know. And actually, this time, we don't know. Well, yeah, I, those are great observations to make. And what is, to my mind, lacking from this psalm is that uh, confession or overt confession that we've had in others. You know, God help me and save me because I, I know we've erred and such. Uh, it just, it, And yet, God is being spoken to directly as you've brought this. As we've gone through the Psalms, you, you've already intimated this and actually explicitly stated it. We, we've talked about how we find the psalmists in the situations that we today find ourselves yeah, in, yeah. sometimes betrayed by loved ones, family having abandoned us, mm-hmm. in a dark place spiritually. We also find Psalms where, hey, we're, at a, we're on a high. Things are going great. Yeah. God has blessed us. There's been a victory. There's been deliverance. There's been forgiveness. We find people offering prayers in all of those situations. Now we find the situation where they're smack in the middle of the darkness. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is not the only Psalm that mentions the darkness. No, that's a good point. There are a lot of Psalms that mention the darkness. The difference is almost all of the Psalms go through the darkness and come to the light. And they speak of the darkness as a memory, Mm -hmm. as this is the thing that happened, but I I hung on and now I'm in the light again. In fact, probably the most famous Psalm, many people's favored Psalm, Psalm 23, when it's talking about being in the valley of the shadow of death, the shadow of death is actually an idiom for deep darkness. Mm -hmm. It's not saying somebody close to them had died or they're about to die. It's saying, even though I'm in a valley of deep darkness, your rod and your staff comfort me. But by the time that Psalm is done, they're at the house of the Lord. Uh, they're they're yeah. in the light. There's goodness and mercy, and it's the, 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 the there's a table spread before the enemies. Yeah, and you know we we can go to Psalm 23 and take that to the person who is in deep darkness and say, "Hang on, look, it gets better, it gets better." But what we find in Psalm 88 is here is actually a biblical personage, an ancient saint who is smack in the middle of the valley of darkness. Yeah. They're yeah. not hearing God's voice. They're not feeling the rod and the staff. They uh, that that comfort. As David said in Psalm right, 23, they're, not, they're not sensing any of that. What, mm-hmm. what they think is, I've got an unresponsive shepherd. I'm in the middle of the darkness. I don't know how I'm going to come out of this. God doesn't seem to be doing anything. I guess I want to point out to anybody who is in that situation, here is a psalm. Mm, now, I, yeah. and, and seeing the psalm and knowing that somebody in this ancient time was going through what we go through doesn't necessarily make it easier to go through. Yeah, I, I don't want to act like oh you'll hear the psalm and you'll read the psalm and oh now it makes it okay I I, I can I, it's just easy now no not that but I there are two things I hope Andrew that you can see in this and I can see in this and anyone in this situation can see in this and the the two things 
when when we're in that darkness, mm-hmm. when we, we can't sense the Lord, we can't feel the Lord, we don't hear the Lord, we think he's not responding to us two things. This psalm begins with, O Lord, God of my salvation. Mm-hmm. Heman in the darkness does not abandon the Lord. Mm-hmm. He thinks the Lord has abandoned him, but he does not abandon the Lord. He hangs on. He understands there's only one place from which salvation comes. And no matter what is going on, I'm not going to let go of that. Yeah. Amen. And the second thing is he's praying. As as shocking as it is that this prayer is in the psalm, I want us to recognize this is a prayer. In it fact, is a prayer. Yeah. Three times in this psalm, he prays. There, there seem to be three prayers. If you notice, basically the structure, verse 1 and 2, O Lord God of my salvation, I cry out day and night before you. Let my prayer come before you. Incline your ear to my cry. And then we have the prayer. Yeah. At the last half of verse verse nine, every day I call upon you, O Lord, I spread out my hands to you. And then we've got prayer. And then in verse 13, but I, O Lord, cry to you in the morning, my prayer comes before you. And then we've got prayer here. Here's a fella. Salvation comes from God. I'm not going to let go of Mm -hmm. that. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray. And that's, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that's going to make it easy when we're in the middle of the darkness, but it does hang on through the darkness. And that's that's what I get from this. Well, and it speaks to the the truth of the scripture that no temptation is overtaking you except that which is common to man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes we think, oh, we have problems today that people have never had before. No one's ever been in, in my situation, and I don't want to take away f- from your your pain or your experience at all. But really, we we are not alone. No. And uh, the the wonderful ministry that God gives us through His Word and the lives of saints like Heman, you know, it comes to us in the Scripture, and it's it's a great thing to have. If you are in the darkness, I know that so many people come to you and talk about, oh, I've been there. I know what you're going through. And that seems so shallow and empty. You just can't imagine. I, I know when I've been there, I didn't imagine. Here's, here, here's a psalm of the person that's in the middle of it. At least take these two things. Mm-hmm. God is your salvation keep praying. Amen. In fact, how about we wrap up with a prayer right now? Our great God and Father, we thank you, Lord, for today, for your scripture, and especially for this Psalm 88. Uh, to read these things, Father, they they weigh on our heart, and to know that we might have times when we've been there ourselves, or we know people that are that are in that kind of darkness today. And so, Father, we, we pray that you might help us to be light in lives, to bring the light of your word, to remember, Father, that you are our salvation and there is no other. Father, help us all uh, in, in, in tough times to, to keep, keep on praying. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna, Christ is captain of the mighty throne.